Welcome to Iron Man Connect. Do, do we have any first timers this morning to Iron Man? Anyone's first time? It's rare that we don't have anyone that is their first time. David, who are you going to hang out with this morning? Well, awesome. I'm looking forward to this morning. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Barry, why don't you come on up? Barry, our teaching fellow captain of this month, who's not teaching himself, because he has a, a bunch of other guys that he's raised up for this month, and I'm uh, particularly excited for this morning. So why don't you introduce to the guys who's going to be teaching this morning? Good morning, guys. And again, this is unusual that I get to speak three times in the month. Uh, uh, <laughs> as promised, the last two Fridays, uh, you were in for a treat then, and I promise again today the same. Our speaker today, he's he's 56, and I am actually going to read his bio because he's real kind of quiet, and you know, some of y'all know him, but he hides over there in the corner and uh, super knowledgeable. And I got his bio, and I was kind of lengthy, and I went, "Oh, maybe I'll cut it down." And I was like, "There's so much in here. You know, you guys would be impressed to just hear what this guy's been through." So, 56 years old, native of Florida, moved to Coe when he was 11, went to Coe Elementary. Coe Jr. and then West Orange High. Graduated in 84, joined the Navy Reserves, went to boot camp, and uh, they sent Florida Boy to the Great Lakes of Illinois during the winter. So I'm sure that was a major change for him. Uh, he's been married for over 36 years. Uh, met his wife while in uh, in uh, high school right here locally. Uh, actually worked at uh, Bogart's grocery store in Ocoee. Married on Valentine's Day in 87. That's a, That was made it easy for him to remember Valentine's Day. Uh, he has two, two kids and four grandsons. Uh, accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior in 1997. Uh, he's a member of the Claremont Baptist Church. Uh, worked 15 years in private industry uh, before deciding to uh, enroll in the fire academy at age 35. You know, worked at night uh, while working full time during the day, uh, trying to become uh, uh, in his career. Uh, he took a job as a rookie firefighter at age 37 in the city of Ocoee. Education became super important to him. He completed the paramedic school. He has an AS degree in, Amer in emergency medical services. He has a BS in fire. And we all have to go somewhere with that, but he has a BS in fire science. <laughs> Eventually got his master's in emergency management. Then he became the only person in the history of the Ocoee Fire Department to be accepted to and complete the Executive Fire Officer Program at the National Fire Academy in Emmitsburg, Maryland. That's crazy. This is stuff you wouldn't know about him. Uh, he's been, he's worked as a firefighter, a driver, engineer, training officer, lieutenant, battalion chief, deputy chief, and finally became the fire chief in April of uh, 22. And I would like to introduce to you, Tom Smothers. Come on up. Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this opportunity to bring all of us together here this morning. Thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. Thank you for allowing us to live in a country where we're able to get together and do this. And we just pray that you bless our nation, bless our, our military and our first responders out there, and uh, just bring our nation back to one nation under God again. And Father, we just pray that you continue to be with us. Uh, pray that you just use me. I know you've been throwing stuff at me all week here, and pray that you help it all come together for me this morning and help me to, to do your will this morning and, and to glorify you. And uh, just thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak in front of this, these men this morning. We do the same prayer. All right, good morning, man. All right, um, bio sounds pretty good. I think it's <laughs> a mic drop right here, but uh, 
if you couldn't, if you didn't know me, you know, the bio sounds awesome, but I've, throughout my whole life, I've had self-esteem problems and tried to overcome the, the devil just chipping away at me at not being worthy. So I was kind of glad that we're doing uh, Moses this, this month here. Moses has some awesome stories. Grateful to be able to follow some great uh, speakers already this month, month with Rodney and uh, Chapters and Sean with the amazing story that could fit right into a Bible story there. It's just an honor to be able to, to stand up here and, and to uh, continue and wrap up the month of Moses here. But like I said, Moses has a lot of amazing stories, but one of the things that stood out to me the most on Moses was his lack of confidence and his not thinking he was a great speaker. That's something I've dealt with in my life. Do you hear how deep my voice is? When you're seven years old and you sound like Froggy from the uh, Little Rascals, it tends to you know, mess with your mind as you're growing up, you know, so. Uh, before I go any further, I'd just like to uh, go ahead and do our opening uh, Bible, our verse reading. I picked one out here that uh, I had a different one planned this morning, but um, God told me yesterday, I read this one every morning, so everybody stand up. It's uh, Ephesians 6 through 20, it's the armor of God, and I uh, kind of thought that it might fit in with some of my, uh, you know, the battles that I struggle with here. So uh, every morning I read this and, and put on the armor of God. It says here, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, that you may be able to stand your ground. After you've done everything, just stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield, the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. But this is mine, be alert, and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So like I was saying, uh, you know, Moses stood out to me in, in reading the book on how men, uh, how God makes men from Pat Morley here. Some of the things that stood out to me was in Exodus 3, you know, Moses is speaking to the burning bush and, and Moses answers God. At this time, his self-esteem just went down. He was this great warrior and stuff. And, a, you know, a great person, but he spent the, the, the time away from uh, away from things and, and his self-esteem and his, and his drive was down. And he says, God, you know, who am I? Who am I that I should, should go to Pharaoh and bring your children out of Israel? And then in four, kind of stuck, you know, Exodus 4, uh, 10 to 13, it kind of stuck out to me that, you know, I'm not eloquent. And that's something, I, like I said, I've struggled with about Sometimes the words that I want to say don't necessarily come out. You see every now and then, I, I may have already done it, where I have a pause because what I have up here is not coming out of my lips and stuff, and that's something I've battled with. Sometimes during uh, staff meetings in the morning, my, my guys will look at me because I'll say the opposite word that I wanted to say, you know, especially when it comes to months. 
they always roll their eyes because something may be happening in June and I'll say January and stuff. You know, I don't know. It's just not my brain and my mouth don't click together sometimes there. So, uh, so these things stood out to me and that stuff I've had to overcome over the years and so forth, you know, gain that confidence. But devil's out there every day and he's trying to chip away at you. And every time you Barry read my bio, every time I may have tried to go that next level, the devil was always there. See, you're not smart enough to do that. What do you do? You're just a dumb firefighter. You don't need to worry about all this education. And I had struggles during the education. Let me talk about paramedic school. I was 40 something years old and I'm going to Valencia. If anybody's been to Valencia, a 40 year old stands out like a sore thumb or good there. And this was a, lot, a few years ago that this was happening. I was discouraged. Just, you know, I'm just going to get through this minute school. He wasn't done beating me down. He, I, I had a time where, like I said, I had trouble speaking. So I did great in the uh, the classroom portion. I did great on the, um, you know, out in the field doing doing the hands-on work. But then there's this thing called lab where you had to go in and you had to play act with simulators and so forth with mannequins that are supposed to be real and so forth that don't act real. And I had trouble with that. And, I, and they started playing in my mind. And I, again, I started saying the wrong things. I wound up failing. First time I ever failed at anything. And that was trying to blow to me. And I was like, screw this, you know? I don't need this. I got angry. So I started going through some of those phases. You know, I got angry. I said, no, I'll just be a firefighter. I'll just drive this. I was driving at that time, driving fire and it's the greatest position in the fire service, I think, you know. It's great adrenaline boost and everything, but um, after a year, God picked me right in the rear. He said, what are you doing? Get, quit listening to the devil. Get your rear back in the school. At that point, it just escalated. One step after the other just fell into place, fell into place. Never even thought about, you know, getting my bachelor's degree. Just got started. It was an addiction now. I had to get that next degree. Why well, stop at the bachelor's to get the master's, you know? And, uh, then at the masters, there's not really a doctor in out there and firefighting or anything. So what do I do now? I looked up the uh, the, the National Fire Academy, and it's, there was some strict guidelines and strict rules and strict uh, processes to get into there. And uh, like I said, nobody in the history of our department had done that before. I wound up getting uh, selected, and, and uh, you know it was a tough time up there again. That was hitting on me every time, you know. You're not good enough. Why are you coming up here? Look at all these young guys. They're you're a little bit older. You, by the time you get this, you're going to be ready to retire and stuff. You know. So, but I just put that aside. I put it aside. I just kept going, kept going, one step at a time, one day at a time. And um, you know, it, at the end, it, it was God's work that got me through all that. It would have been real easy to just say, you know, no, I, don't, I don't need this. I'm get a pretty good point here. I can you know, get a pension, be set for a little while. But that wasn't God's will for me. He kept me going, kept me going. 20 years ago, if you said I was going to be the chief of the fire department, I'd have laughed right in your face. And I, let me tell you this, a year and a half ago, when the old chief, I knew he was going, he was going to retire. I knew it before anybody else there. So it was about four months before he retired. He said, hey, I'm going to retire and we'll put your new one for replacement. Nah, I'm all right. You know, <laughs> get somebody else. I had no desire to do that job. But people... Had had angels around me that were coming up to me. Really hope you take that job. Really hope you take that job. I started listening to them. I started listening to God. Prayed to God. Talked to my wife. We prayed about it. So glad I did because that was just the beginning of what He had in mind for me. I inherited a department that uh, has some turmoil. We've had some issues. We still got issues. We still got. That's why I read this armor of God every morning because uh, I got flaming arrows coming at me every day. 
from uh, different directions, but they're limited now. They went down a little bit. One day I was sitting here, actually I was in the back corner over here, like Mary said, and sit back there and do my thing. And been hearing all week about bold, be bold. And I think the topic that week might have been on being bold. And in fact, Barry had uh, invited uh, Sean and myself to uh, go to a men's conference he had at his church, and it was titled Bold Men of God. All of a sudden, one day I'm sitting here, sitting back there, and you know, I don't remember who was speaking, but it just came upon me and be bold, be bold. But you, you know, we prayed that you know God would give me the right answer, but I didn't invite him in on a daily basis. So that Friday, when it came to me, the following Monday, I called everybody in to a staff meeting at eight o'clock in the morning. I said, all right, we're gonna start meeting here every morning. As it was, everybody was coming in, going in their different directions and so forth. So we're gonna meet here every morning at eight o'clock. Everybody's gonna go over what their plans are for the day so we know who's going where and so forth. If anybody needs help, we're here to help them. But the bold part was five minutes after that day, I told them five minutes before this meeting every morning, we're gonna come back here and we're gonna pray. And you have no um, obligation to do it. You just come in and you do it. Today, we uh, are continuing to do that. That's been over a year now, year and a few months now. And uh, they look forward to it. Yeah, we have maybe one every now and then that won't come, but she hears us. She's thanking me for praying for her son when he was sick. You know, we still include her. She's on the fringe. She's hearing the word. It's been such a tremendous turnaround of not only praying that God be with our department, but bringing him in and having that conversation has just been phenomenal. I got that rookie chief out of me and I'm asking, and I'm getting him. Things are happening. We pray for things that, you know, we, we all know there's some people that, you know, you can pray for them all you want, but if they're not gonna change their heart, get them out of the way. So we do that. And all of a sudden, people are finding jobs elsewhere. And they're the ones that we want. You know, either wanted them to change their heart or move, and they're moving. So I give him all the glory. I'm just driving, I'm just riding behind the wheel, but he's driving, he's staring at shit. My family's been great. You know, we all, we, we talk to each other, share it with all my family. You know, hey, don't worry about me if something happens to me one day, because I know where I'm going. You cry for me for a little bit, but don't cry for me. I'm, I'm in a much better place, and they all tell me the same thing. There's no better glory than your kids telling you that same thing. I just thank God for everything. Thank God for bringing me in this journey. Thank God for him moving me out of the way because he'd been working on me for all these years, but I kept getting in the way. And now I've stepped aside and let him do that. And uh, I just thank him for everything. Just thank you guys for everything. And I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys. Tom, thank you so much just for being an Ironman of God in our community. Thank you for serving the Coe Fire Department and um, for all these years. And thank you for doing this, taking the challenge and encouraging us with your story. I know it's not easy all the time. You know, most of us aren't professional speakers. So thank you for taking the challenge and encouraging us this morning. We're going to spend the rest of the morning at our tables and Tom created three questions to come alongside this morning's talk. So table captains, I'm going to give uh, the floor over to you guys.